0: Hi, and welcome to the Odin's Light podcast. This episode, I'm going to be focusing on Cinolytic. It is a uh, data analysis system for filmmaking, uh, focusing on past performance more than just box office success, but uh, bringing in a huge amount of data points to try and improve the way that films are um, greenlit. There are a lot of benefits to the system and potentially a lot of problems too. That's what I'm going to delve into. Let's start with who is Synolytic? Synolytic supports studios and independent content companies to make faster and better informed green light acquisition and release decisions. At least that's what they say on their website. Founded by Tobias Quesser, who has a background in the finance, entertainment and tech industries. And Dev Sen, who led teams of programmers and rocket scientists at NASA for 15 years. They launched in 2017 at Cannes. Their goal was to bring the same standards of data analysis other industries, such as finance, rely on to the film and entertainment industry. They've developed a system that does more than simply look at the box office for comps. Cinelitic has thousands of data points covering actors, genres, territories, trending social topics, sentiment analysis and much more. They're attempting to reduce the hazy, grey methods of green lighting with real metrics to help improve box office performance. So what are the benefits? By using data analytics of past performance, Synalytic has shown roughly 86% accuracy for predicting box office performance. This is hugely helpful to producers, studios, executives and financiers for more accurately predicting the performance of any given production. Comping is the basis for predicting a film's performance. It offers a level of assurance and a baseline for picking actors and setting budgets as part of the packaging process. Having a more reliable system to assist the process is a good thing. Being able to offer more secure predictions will help greenlight the film and potentially improve distribution options. Rather than going with gut feeling, departments such as casting, location decisions, budget allocation, genre, territory releases and others can make more informed decisions. Whilst there are very clear benefits to the information provided by Synalytic, there are some big potential problems too. The correct and appropriate use of data analytics improves the world we live in. Its misuse can have drastic consequences. That's largely what I'm going to focus on today. What are the potential problems? Firstly, over-reliance on past performance. If the system recommends a certain actor because of past performance, then they are more likely to be cast again. This will reinforce the recommendation. In the short term, this is an advantage for the filmmakers, audiences and financiers. In the long term, it presents a problem. Let me give you an example. The last employed role I had before going into producing full time was brand manager for Oxford Risk, an investment provider technology solution company. They offer the technology for investor risk profiling and are a spin out of the University of Oxford. They were founded by Dr. Ed Mitchell, Dr. Alex Kaselnick, and Professor Lord John Krebs. Oxford Risk are world leaders in behavioural finance, and one of the mantras of the company, and echoed by many other behavioural finance specialists, is that you cannot rely on past performance of the financial markets. While past performance may be the most complete data set on which to base analytics, it is inherently flawed. That's because of us, humans. Our input into any system makes it unpredictable, and ultimately unstable. This is proven by stock market crashes such as happened in 2008. If financial data analytics were reliable enough, there would be no crashes. The subprime lending, which ultimately led to the financial crisis, would have been predicted and largely prevented. Incidentally, The Big Short is a great film which does a great job of covering what happens. You should watch that if you haven't seen it already. Now, savvy investors know that you can't rely on past performance and they account for it. Behavioural finance helps do this and provide better investing solutions for investors. Behavioural finance is a developing field and has not yet been released by the finance industry as a whole, but it is over 10 years old. It was pioneered by Dr. Greg B. Davis at Barclays. So, how does this apply to film and cinelytic? Well, synalytic and data analysis for film in this form is in its infancy. It takes many years of performance of a system to analyze whether the recommendations are actually making an improvement as a whole. Here's the problem that I see. The analytics are going to spot particular trends, certain actors in specific genre productions that have shown excellent box office performance. Robert Downey Jr. and action-adventure films like Sherlock and the Marvel franchise, for example. Both have seen excellent success with audiences and, so, revenue. Casting Robert Downey Jr. as Dr. Doolittle, a pre-loved IP in the adventure genre, which topped the genre's market in 2019 with a 34.6% should have been a slam dunk, even had Joe Roth as a producer. But it wasn't. It had an estimated budget of 175 million. It took 22 million in the opening weekend and a world gross of 133. If Universal Pictures spent the same on marketing as is the norm for studio releases 100% of the production budget they're not even close to breaking even. Now, the film has only been out for a month, so this is all time to recoup some of their loss, but no doubt the film did not perform as well as expected. Audiences are complex, and offering them more of the same simply isn't enough to win them over. The next problem, casting the same actors in the same roles. Any system is only as good as the data you put into it. Now, I'm not clear on how Synalytic can account for breakout stars that have a short career or a low number of previous projects. Over-reliance on analytics could make it more difficult for emerging actors to land big movie roles. It would also make it more difficult for casting directors to justify actors in new roles for different audiences. The danger of audiences getting tired of seeing the same actor, or at least the same type of actor, doing the same old roles. Now, of course, there are other factors to take into account for a film's performance, like the playability of a film, like is it any good? And the very influential factor, the ever-changing audience tastes. Now, what about an agile response to quickly shifting taste and trends? Any system that looks backwards to make predictions is going to fail to quickly respond to new trends. Now, right now, superhero films are pumping, and have been for a while, and it wasn't so long ago that they were considered more niche, geek-focused features, with the occasional exception from the likes of Tim Burton's Batman. In 2016, the thriller suspense genre had a market share of 6.3%, and comedy was at 12.5%. But by 2019, the tables turned with thriller suspense up at 10.5% and comedy down to 6.6. Now Fluctuations are to be expected, but the interesting thing is this. Comedy's market share was fairly stable from around 13% from 2009 to 2016, but then came at a 50% drop in three years, about the same time it takes to make and release a Hollywood movie. Thank you to the numbers.com for those figures. Looking at the film's performance over previous years, a comedy seemed like a predictable bet, but audiences changed their mind. Audiences want to be surprised. It's easy giving them what they've enjoyed before, but people get bored very quickly. Fresh and exciting, well, risky ideas are needed to keep viewers engaged. If a creative decisions are being strongly influenced by analytics, it isn't going to help filmmakers capitalize on emerging trends. I do think that there can be a working relationship between creativity and data, but I also believe that dry analytics can hamper creativity. Like Tobias, the founder of Synalytic, I too have a background in financial industries and it is not a particularly creative space. Another problem, the widening gap between the independents and the big studios and production companies. Lack of access to these tools make it even harder for independent filmmakers. Now, I would have loved to have given you an analysis of the system, having used it for myself. I requested a demo and was denied. Now, I'm not sure what the threshold is for Synalytics, but unfortunately, Odin's light seems to fall below it. We're a new and small production company and we're not ashamed of it. The fact that we were denied a demo revealed another problem. The data haves and the have-nots. Regardless of the potential problems I've just raised, there's no doubt that a system like Synalytic can give producers, studios, and financiers a huge advantage in packaging a project. Being able to mitigate risk and reduce losses will, at least temporarily, streamline green lighting and strengthen the distribution, studio, and production companies' revenue streams. But what about independent features seeking distribution from big players? Having the right information during any negotiation improves your position. It's going to be much harder to negotiate a good deal when you don't have the same kind of data they have access to. Having great content, especially scripts, should be the number one consideration for greenlighting new projects. This is obvious. What concerns me is how influential data is going to become. If small-scale producers are locked out of access to such useful information, how can they compete? It could become much harder. This could lead to distribution companies taking on even less independent movies, certainly for a theatrical release. It's going to be even harder for independents to achieve a cinema run. So, what are my predictions? Filmmaking is a risky business, and the ability to reduce that risk should be welcomed by everyone. But taking risks means you find some gems, such as cast and comedic actor, producer, writer and director Adam Sandler in the independent drama Uncut Gems by Lava Pictures and distributed by A24, which has received great critical and audience and box office success for an independent movie, cleaning up at the Independent Spirit Awards, winning Best Male Lead for Adam Sandler, Best Director for Josh and Benny Safdie, and Best Editing for Ronald Bronstein and Benny Safdie. Since theatrical performance has been on a downward trend for a while, unless it's one of the studio tentpole movies, studios are going to move to reduce their risk with systems like Synolytic. Because of this, it's more likely the breakout successes such as Crazy Bitch Asians and Parasite, which won a whopping four Oscars this year, becoming the first foreign film to win Best Picture, will be found by the independent filmmakers who are willing and able to make risky decisions. It is also likely that the big studios over-rely on data to make certain creative decisions and they will see greater waning performance in the cinemas, which will then hurt the cinema chains and strengthen streaming as audiences continue to choose to stay at home for their entertainment. New technologies are attractive, especially when they offer new features and opportunities that weren't available before. I do think we're going to see a greater trend towards the use of analytic systems like Synalytic for big-budget films, where tens or even hundreds of millions are at stake, and then a shift away. Somewhere, there is a middle ground where a blend of analytics and human experience can work well together. I just wonder how far the pendulum has to swing before that compromise is made.